Good morning everyone and welcome to my back garden again in something of a loving memory of the plot. It's a reasonably early morning and no one else is around at the moment so I'm out in the back garden on my own. I live in a, a terrace of houses so the proximity of the gardens is really close and they were on a hill so the fences um, they go down you can see quite easily into each other's gardens but I'm on my own just me and the birds again and I hope you're all doing all right I'm here in um, in very close proximity to a really lovely silver birch tree from where I sit it breaks into the skyline much higher than any other tree and it's at this time of year there's no um, foliage on it there's just one solitary little bird perched in the top I can hear other birds in in the neighborhood when that bird's finished its song then another bird picks up and there's a sort of call and response going on I don't know what kind of bird it is I'm not that clever about birds really but if anyone out there could tell me <laughs> that would be great And I have been down to the allotment as well this this week. Uh, I discovered that under government guidelines we are permitted to go and look after our land, uh, our allotments, which is good because we do grow some of our food there. And um, it's also, um, if, if a, we weren't allowed to look after the allotment for three months, we would return to an absolute mess of a jungle down there. So... Uh, and apart from anything else, the mental health aspect of being able to dig for 20 minutes or half an hour um, and and just have hands plunged into the soil. And one day I, I just took my shoes and socks off and I was digging barefoot and it was, it was a real um, refresher. And uh, yeah, the farm's open because it's... Um, there's a nursery as part of the farm buildings and the nursery alone is open for the kids of key workers but there are no other staff at the farm so it's not generally open for visitors but we're allowed to um, go in through our pathway around the side and just keep the place ticking over in our own little corner but I don't feel it's right for me to take the liberty of sitting on the bench down there and recording a leisurely podcast so yeah respecting the guidelines to largely stay in our homes I'm gonna do that so the garden it is for now but I'll bring you any updates from the allotment there are some little piglets down there and they are uh, probably about two weeks old now and it's really lovely to go and check in on the piglets each time I go down It's week two of our new pattern of living and I'm probably not alone in describing a roller coaster of emotions that have been going on this last week or so and trying to adjust to a new format, a new wallpaper of every day, um, a new routine. There's so many things that I've been thinking about 
and it's mainly it's on the theme of um, this change of pace and actually being fairly confined in our everyday view our sort of real physical view and we can access whatever we like digitally at the moment and many of us are but there's a change of our wallpaper I suppose yeah and I've been wondering about the change of pace that some people are describing their lives have just suddenly exploded into this frenzy of homeschooling and trying to fit work in and look after the house and so on and and then other people are describing it um what was it somebody described yesterday? National Bed Month. <laughs> I think, well, maybe that's the reality for some of us, but um, it's not for me, I can say that. There's plenty to get done, but but if there was not enough work to get done, there's still all the distraction of being at home and what I've got here at home. And something I think I've heard a lot as well is, is um, people describing an opportunity to tend to things that have been neglected perhaps under their own roof or in their own relationships so I'm thinking about this time as a time of just noticing again um, reacquainting with what we have under our own roofs in our own homes and um, and I've also been aware of hearing oh this is a great opportunity a sort of I mean, and I've done this as well, but a, um, a desire to leap into this time of weirdness with um, an optimistic view of what it will mean. So in the face of this hardship, hardship in the sense that we don't have freedom to roam as we have our whole lives and have really taken as a liberty, as a right, we don't have that freedom to roam we don't have that freedom to buy what we want when we want it we don't have the freedom to meet up with anyone we want to see and so I've heard and also been speaking about this is an opportunity something good will come out of this we will learn to treasure what we value and what's worth preserving and yeah but I don't always feel very (laughs) positive the waves of grief and the waves of sadness about how strange this all feels have washed over me too and I find it trite to sit in those moments and talk about great opportunity, what an amazing thing this is and you know, yeah, let's make the most of it certainly there are moments I feel like that and I'm sure many of us are feeling like there are moments in it of unexpected peace and rest and goodness but there are also those tricky moments of trying to navigate the paradox of what all at once is um, an opportunity and a restriction I've been thinking a lot about these boundaries between our work life our, all, all the different lives that we have that are now existing under one roof and some of those lives we leave behind for a while but most of us being resourceful positive seeking people are understandably going into this time with a a sort of creative hope of what we can achieve in this time but it's difficult I think because 
there's a balance to get between the reality of running your life in one very restricted place and bringing into that space the right balance so that all the things that you'd love to do can get a look in I suppose moving into this time there's a sense of retreat from the outside world and whatever daily stimulus I'm leaving behind that I think is both where the grief is and the tenderness too and I mean a tenderness for yourself to hold yourself through a very understandable grieving and then carry yourself beyond it to look across what might feel like desolate land in some ways where where you've been where you've had to leave parts of your life behind parts of your daily activities or your practices or your the spaces you love to go you look across what might feel like desolate land and simply ask what would like to grow here now we're all under these shelter at home orders we're spending more time in places at home that we might not notice so much and have new opinions about and we're spending more time with ourselves reviewing what we once did what we now don't quite suddenly obviously spending more time with ourselves and more time with our people we live with Many of us are picking up new hobbies and learning things or when social contact is restricted, who would we really like to connect with? A fresh sweep and a new field. What would like to grow here? Although the change has been quite abrupt, can we even remember what we were anxious about six weeks ago? This time has thoroughly swept away everything that went before it it's quite strange but the pace of this adjustment is necessarily slow because we can't go anywhere the simplicity of this time is disarmingly pure we work with the resources we already have without entitlement or instant gratification of getting what we want and when we want it there are long periods of time that I don't make it down to the allotment I mean outside of this period of time we're in now because life gets in the way other stuff happens I let things get in the way and then I build up a picture in my head about how much of a jungle it's become down there at the plot what an exhausting effort it's going to be to dig or weed or cut back stuff that's taking over so the fruits that we do want can get to the light and ripen and now I'm confronted with this very thing I'm confronted both actually and metaphorically so I'm confronted with my life in my own home and I'm confronted with things that perhaps I've neglected or I'm confronted with the things that I really do want to look after and I wonder whatever your allotment is in life what's your version of the metaphorical plot I wonder if we can all relate to some version of this the thing that you love to do but which has become a mountain to scale a dark jungle to hack through rather than flat freshly tilled 
and fertile ground, ready to receive, ready to play on. The balance of finding things that you really want to do and so afresh, combined with looking after what you've already got, what's already in place that has perhaps been neglected. It's, it, it's difficult to make the connection here, but I will try. As I sit and look out across the plot, thinking back to when I've done that in the past, when I've arrived down at the farm and it's just been an absolute demoralising mess, or at the moment as I sit here in my garden and it's in the scruffy aftermath of a long and miserable winter, I am slightly overwhelmed by the work to be done. And right now I can't run away from it. I can't just run away and buy something new and shiny. I have to work with what I've got here in place. And this coincides with our mass retreat indoors into our homes and a sort of evaluating, creatively speaking, what I have to work with and what would I like to grow here, creatively speaking. This moment offers potential for big rejection of the word should because we are in uncharted territory and no one gets to speak with authority on how we navigate this. There are no shoulds because most of us have never been here before. So I'm looking at this slightly bewildered, wondering what would like to grow here. In the quiet, the newfound quiet, I know certain things need doing. They must be done. But I'm a bit overwhelmed with all the options right now. I look at my plot, or currently garden, tiny as it is, and I try to make sense of what it is. Last summer I sorted through it and smoothed it and chipped it and raked and weeded because it was just a mess. And then it looked calm and nice for a while and I could sit out here in the sun with a book and a glass of wine from time to time. The luxury, the, that lovely summer feeling when it's warm enough to just doze off in the heat of a summer afternoon. I long for that. But now I'm looking at a post-winter version of it, which is, despite all the work I did last summer, rather twiggy and dishevelled. It's the morning after version. It's a bit depressing. The sunshine this last week was the first warmth we've had here in months. And I actually felt like sitting and noticing. I decided I would brave the noticing. Brave the noticing creatively speaking creatively speaking just ponder and notice something has died something unhealthy is getting in the way somewhere deep down is a creative force of energy that will not be kept in the dark Something else has grown stronger over time without you noticing, without realising. And some of that creative output impacts others, whether you have realised or not. Have you ever smelt that fragrance of jasmine on the warm air of a summer night? Before getting to work, before 
we plough into this new season and claim too early a new routine and a new hobby. There is noticing to be done. And I think it's like watching the garden. It's like watching inside yourself for what is permanent and perennial and what ground in you would like tending and clearing to be prepared for new seedlings that come with spring. Before I can answer the question, what would like to grow here? I realise there's some looking after to be done, clearing and tending to the ground in me before rushing to plant new ideas and practices to work with exactly what exists right here like the bulbs or the rose or the jasmine I expect all of us will realise things have been happening all along we've just been too distracted to notice what would like to grow here I will just wrap this up with a final thought to ponder on that just draws a thread through everything I've been wondering about. What would like to grow here for you this week, today, without planting any new seeds? What do we already have to work with? What's already in place? What are the perennials? What needs just clearing out of the way? Perhaps that's what will help us find a balance and find some calm in between all the Zoom calls, all the online exercise classes, all the DIY projects that are underway. Let's just settle and carry that question, what would like to grow here? Let's brave the noticing. And with that, my lovely pals, I shall leave you to your day and to your homes and to your people and I wish you a really nourishing little while until next time